Radio Free Brooklyn. This is what Brooklyn sounds like. Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall, a.k.a. Faceboy. I'm Lucas Tiamori. And I'm Rachel. And Calvin's on his way. <laughs> Yay, Calvin. Calvin is on his way. We're so excited. Band's all here, almost. It's like to see him. Me too. So, uh, Lucas, you're out of the 84th precinct. I am, I am. They're probably pretty excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> did they Did they give you a big send-off or anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I made them that painting? Yes, we never brought it over. I know we never brought it over. Part of me was like I was gonna like give it as like a goodbye to the neighborhood, but I decided against it. I think it would have been nice. They might have hung it up in the precinct. <laughs> we still could. We could still bring it over, but we we might also just want to leave quietly. Leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might. They might. They might still have something on you. Just. Keep keep away. I don't want them to know where I'm going, so they can can't warn the next precinct. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked their community affairs officer. The, yeah, the the guy, the guy. I think he might own the building. The guy who was like sitting watching me move in. I think he might own the building. He he smiled at me today. He gave me like a half smirk. So that was that's like moving up and process like at your new place you mean at my new place yeah oh. he you know the guy i think who's owns the laundromat might own the building because like it's he was like looking at me when i was waiting for um you the other day oh, okay. i was gonna say i was waiting for drugs but i was waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> something like that one of the things yeah, because last week you were saying the the neighbor's reaction was kind of like a, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah, so the guy like it's the same guy like the same the same guy has been like looking at me and he's um you know like watched me move in. He's just sort of like, but I think you know today he looked a, like a little or yesterday. I mean he looked a little more positive about the situation. I mean you've been a good neighbor. I've been a good neighbor so far. I, I haven't I haven't been like totally wasted or anything. No, I think you also, like, when you were moving, showed up with a crew, and he's probably like, oh, no. Yeah. But those people don't live with you. Yeah, I think when it's just me, they're like, okay, we can deal with this. They were nervous about your crew. Maybe maybe a little. Maybe a little. They didn't really want, like, you know, people, like, they thought the whole apartment was moving in, like, all the people were moving in, you know what I mean? Like, and we were going to be just, like, a bunch of white kids and... Oh, God, no. <laughs> A bunch of white kids and a black kid. <laughs> and they're like, no. There are there are really like zero white people or uh, or black people I too. Seen there's black no black people either. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's just it's it, my neighborhood's just just Asian. So they were like a little bit like who like why are you here? Um. Calvin just uh, came in and sat down. I, like, I gave him a huge hug because I'm so excited. I'm yes, very excited. We're really to glad see you. to see you, Calvin. We I really haven't seen you Calvin. since uh, I think Coney Island, right? Yeah. Oh, you guys haven't seen each other since then. Yeah. It's, oh man, it's been, a, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> and that was right at the beginning of the summer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think we hung out with Calvin. No, Fourth of July. Fourth. You of July. you guys hung out on Fourth of July. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. On, yep. We, oh, yeah. we went to my roof. Of July. Yep. And but then, what about we saw Calvin at, on the like one of the times you couldn't make it to the radio. 
And then yes. Calvin took me on an amazing date where we ate fried pickles. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fried pickles, really nice chicken sandwich. Oh, it's great. <laughs> we ate so many fried things in one sitting. <laughs> where did you go? Um, I, I forgot the name place of the place. Go- Gowanus, Gowanus Gardens on 4th Avenue. Is that the same place that I got the like burger? Yeah, it's a good oh place. God. The burger is so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm always I'm always game for food. <laughs> and it's a, they're a real they're real good people. Francis looks like we, he he missed it. Francis looks sad he hasn't had the fried pickles. I'm sorry, you can. I come. don't like pickles. Oh, you don't like oh, pickles? Really? Yeah, I don't. Pickles are the best, though, man. Oh, I don't know if we can <laughs> date anymore. <laughs> it's a deal breaker, man. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we're planning on going to to uh, Cold Spring next week. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that. And one of the first things I was thinking about is the fucking empanadas. <laughs> oh my god, they're so good! I I've heard about the empanadas. You you uh you've mentioned it several times on the show. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to try it, but now it's been hyped up so much that I'm like not that I'm like. They nervous. might be red meat though. What do they have red meat in them? They had one that was spinach. Yeah, the spinach and cheese one. Uh huh. And oh, then, nice. um, but then that one was the one that didn't come out for a while. So, like, she might not be able to have that option. Oh. They, sorry, my therapist is like, Rachel is a she, she, her, but my therapist thinks she's a they, them. And they always <laughs> try to correct me. They're like, they're like, they. They're like, your girlfriend? Don't you mean your they friend? Your they friend? And I'm like, no, I do not mean my they friend. <laughs> this is my girlfriend <laughs> they're always correcting me uh but why well because like she, she has so many alters that her alters are like she's a they them com- collectively but like rachel herself is a she she her right yeah, and definitely. they think of rachel as a they them because they're right confused but they're trying to think like i'm the one in the wrong and they're the one in the right but i'm like it's my fucking girlfriend i think i would know better if she's a they them or a she her i also don't care by the way about pronouns <laughs> but they're like 12 years old so they're like they're i don't like, care <laughs> i don't care about them either I, respect, I don't care either no no i respect when other people really care but i just don't care <laughs> i say that i go by that he they she i was born in the 80s like this this is not a thing. My doctor told me that I'm not a they them, that I'm a he they. <laughs> What's with and all the labels? <laughs> they know it's and it's like also like why is he deciding that? It's like it's very funny. Yeah, right, la- labels are for jars. <laughs> he was like he was he was like you sound more like a he they to me than a they them. And I was like okay. Okay. The, 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 <laughs> the, the, the person on the on the on the porn site that I was talking to you about, um, listened to the show, liked the show. We're gonna probably we're planning on meeting tomorrow. Oh, so we thought this right. was like a scam. There are so many so many people who have tried, <laughs> tried to scam me on that site. So it's like it's like once a week there's a scammer, and sometimes it's the exact same copy of the message that they send. So like. I know immediately. It's and the same person scamming you week after week. <laughs> it's it's the same script that they're using. Some, no, but the best part is that you go back for more. Yeah, some, he's like he was like, well, that didn't work out. Let's do this again. <laughs> Whatever, you know. I'm not. I'm if not. If it brings you joy, baby. I've, I haven't. You know? I haven't lost a, a, a dime to any of these scammers, and it's it's entertainment. <laughs> I get some aggressions out when I get these. Sta- so what did they messages. say when they listened to the show? Uh, well, one of the questions she had asked me is, was I single? And I think I described this well. I said that, that Lucas and Rachel are a couple 
with whom I am romantically and sexually involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's a pretty simple way to put it. Doesn't yeah. Have to get very, you know, I don't have to get into details of who met who, when, and all that. I think that covers it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're probably going to meet tomorrow, and, and, and I will let you know. What are you I'll guys doing, you know like happens. lunch or like dinner? We're doing like a coffee tea thing. Okay, so it's uh, like non-committal. Exactly. It's like it's like if the vibe ain't there, the nighttime like a nighttime date is is a lot of pressure. Oh yeah, like you, you know what I mean. Like if it doesn't go well, you're kind of like stuck out at night with them. And or if it goes really well, then you're like, should they come to my house? But it's like you just met. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. Are you going to invite them back to your house? I don't know yet. I don't know if there's going to be a vibe. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I hope it's good. I hope it leads to some buddy thing. <laughs> <laughs> or or I that, like, I, I hope I like that. how goal-oriented you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you already discussed buddy, buddying with them? I have. And they're inter- interested in eating your butt? The other way around. You eat their butt? Yes. <laughs> no huh. pickles, just butts. <laughs> just butts. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's clean, yeah, clean. yes. That's I'll lick a clean important. ass. I've licked, I've licked clean ass before, but it's definitely been like people who are like very clean about it. Yes, I would hope so. You don't, you don't like when I try to do that. I'm not that into like butt stuff on me, no. Like it's kind of like just like, mm, like no, yeah, but like I, I want to be like open minded, but it's just not. My thing, yeah, and as long as you know you communicate that and you and you're but I have no are, problem like licking somebody else's ass like is like but like noted for future reference, but it's like but it's not like enjoyable <laughs> either for me, it's just something I will do, oh, then I'm not interested in that, yeah, you're not you're not like dying to do it, I'm not dying to do it, no uh fairly uh, very foreign to me, I've actually never done it, but uh. Given the right circumstances, I'm I'm willing to try. I've actually never done it either, Calvin. I've eaten your ass, Rachel. You have? Yeah, when we were at um, his name starts with a C. Oh, okay, oh. okay. <laughs> Not a different C. Different I, C. Sorry, Calvin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I, no, I knew what you but were it, talking about. Me. <laughs> it was. It wasn't something I, I requested. I'm. I am remembering this now. It was something he, he the requested. Other, the other person requested. Requested you do I that do it to, to her. So, like, I was like, you know, I, sure. I did not request it. No. Yeah. Remember Richard Pryor Jr. was on this show, and he talked. To, you know what a rusty <laughs> trombone is? That's what you eat when you're licking someone's butt and you're jacking them <laughs> off at the same time. <laughs> And so he said he was he was he was giving someone a rusty trombone, and the way he put it is, well, say it was a little too rusty. <laughs> Had to stop. I'm making a face. I'm making a face. I miss I Richard. We gotta we gotta we gotta yeah, get that would back be good. Show. That would definitely be good. He uh, posted something about going. He's he's dressing fancy. He yeah. always dressed well, but, but lately he was, he's, he's been, been posting like fancy. nice events. He's been going to nice events. Yeah, right like with Mayor Adams' son. Yeah, stuff like that. 
and uh, and some uh, well-known musician. Can't remember the name, but at a fancy place. Yeah, I saw some posts about him. You know, going to it was like looked like a mansion. Like I like it. Yeah, I like it. He he deserves fancy. Absolutely. Excellent I once writer. I once went to one of those parties at a mansion, and they like bring you on a bus, and then like, you know, of course, I get like an argument on the bus. Oh, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> it was like with these fucking like white kids, like. <laughs> they were just acting very like I don't know. I just didn't. A lot, a lot of, a lot of chat energy. They, there, there was. It was just like a lot of bro, bro energy, and mm. like I, um, you know, was like, can you fucking believe this? Like, and like, you know, I had this like very sweet date who also had to bring me to get an abortion once, and like, <laughs> he just like the poor kid was like, no, don't do that, don't do that, don't. Just leave him alone. Leave him alone. And I was just like, <laughs> and you're like stuck on the bus with them, so it's not the best. But memories. Yeah, we're not crazy about bro energy. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when when there are all those fucking screaming white dudes, uh, somewhere in the building. It's a fun idea for an event is to bring you know bus everybody to a nice mansion from New York City. That's. I always wanted to do like plays like that and have plays in the man- in nice mansions and mm-hmm. like Maria and Fornes did, did something like out on a lawn like I, I, I kind of wanted to do you know it's like environmental theater or whatever I think they call it I don't know term for it. one of my first movie extra jobs was a film called Mr. North um, and it was it was it was when I was I, I, I was bouncing between Rhode Island Massachusetts New York selling marijuana um, and they were shooting this film in the, in this mansion and there were, they were, they were busing people there and I wasn't actually hired as an extra. I just got on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's one way to be an extra. <laughs> and, and because the first day they had me on, they, they, I was on the stairs uh, I think Harry Dean Stanton was in this film. I can't. Uh, there were there were a lot of big names in it. And you just and, wanted and to be in the director. film, so you just got on. So I got on the bus. Yeah, and so <laughs> on the first day, like I was definitely in the shot. Extras, you're never sure if they're definitely in the shot, but they could tell. So the so the second day, they they asked for me. They're like, we we got to get this guy back. <laughs> Who <Well, laughs> hired him? <laughs> did they, so, so did they end up hiring you? Yeah, I I got hired and I got paid. You nice. told them That's you told them awesome. that the first day you didn't you didn't weren't hired basically. No, I didn't. It? I didn't. Um, I was just like, I I don't know. <laughs> I was just told to be at this bus at this time, and that's what I did. I did, I, yeah, I was told to get on a bus. I got on the bus, and I got in my costume. I went to wardrobe, got my costume. I've only done extra work about once or twice, but I'm thinking of doing um the Made in New York program, which is um would would train me to be a PA because oh, PAs yeah. make like a lot more money than. Extras do. Yeah, I think that I've would be great. Had a couple of friends uh, go through that program. Go through that program, they, yeah. And they've gone on to like uh, go on to uh, produce uh, later down the line. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people get <laughs> like get yeah. into get through there. So um, you know, it's only like a two week program. Um, and that's it. it. I figured it was like a year thing. Yeah, it's a two week program, and like you, it's definitely like gives you like um, you know more skills than being extra. Right mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Mr. North, 1988 comedy drama, 
see what else I can learn about it. We we were an extra in that uh, trauma film. Starring uh, made a New York program a long time ago, but I assumed you actually had to have been born in New York. Starring Anthony Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards. Oh yeah, this is one of the last things that uh, John Huston worked on. Oh yeah, and his son Danny Huston directed it. Uh, Anthony Robert Mitchum. We had to take a break uh, from shooting because he was too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Edwards, Robert Mitchum, Harry Dean Stanton, Angelica Houston, Mary Stuart Masterson, blah, 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 and Frank Hall as an extra, or it might have been Francis Hall, and uh, it didn't it didn't do very well. But you were in it, and that's all that But happens. I'm in it. I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, so I would have been like, what, 23? Just, just, cool. just a little while. Oh yeah, I have actually been an extra in two films because I was also um, an extra in the trauma film, but they don't pay you. They don't pay you. Yeah, but um, the director learned my name. We had we had a good time. He was like telling us where to go, and so he liked us. Lloyd they Co- make it fun. Lloyd Kaufman did like us. Yeah, tra- trauma, trauma because they don't pay or they pay very little. They they make a they make it fun for people. There was people who had they were letting us drink on set. Yeah, there was also yeah. people. who had <laughs> They had like the bar open. They were like, "Yeah, order from the bartender." Like, <laughs> um, there was a lot of people who like traveled to do it. People like people really people, but it's a lot of men, so they they don't have a lot of women. Um, but they have like there, there's a lot of fanboys who like really just want to be involved in a trauma thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like super sick. Um, <laughs> I had just had COVID like the week before and. <laughs> They were like, you got like, we really need women. They like, were like, everyone come, who came please, here is a man. Though, even though like she had COVID, they, they, they were like, please come. Please. I had like bedhead. My <laughs> eyes are like half closed. They're like, great. You're female. <laughs> you're going to be the center of this extra scene. There was a, a, a Johnny McGovern music video uh, for, for one of his songs. I think it was called Don't Fall in Love with the Homo. Um, oh, my music yeah. video just came out. Awesome. I'm featured in it. Um, Good. It's Late Cambrian. Um, it's the name of the music video is Always Something. It's You can find it um, online um, so, by Late Cambrian. So, and, and don't fall in love with a homo. Uh, he, I helped him get uh, a venue, Mo Pickens, which is no longer around. I also played a really sleazy straight guy, which was fun. Uh, and um, But we get to the day of the shoot, and... All the extras was were, were were men, and Johnny's like, I really don't know a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> so I got on the phone. I got a bunch of women. Got you know a, a good yeah. amount so that it looked right. Francis used to be friends with all the cool girls, and like, I like, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't go up to you because you were friends with all the cool girls, and it was just like my life. So like, basically, I did do my because my my wife was like my stage mom sort of and you were the one like a task i couldn't do like or i was like i'm not going up to francis or if i, I called you facebook at the time yeah yep. i was like i'm not going up to facebook he's too cool he's too cool and like now you know better <laughs> <laughs> well i would like to say that i achieved my i want to go up to my wife and be like i i finally went up to, to for facebook <laughs> well no you were you were performing in a show that i was stage managing yeah, so and, I didn't really go up to you. No. You kind of came up to me. And, and uh, you never gave me any of your your 
your cues or anything in advance. <laughs> I just got out of the psych ward. And I joked that I was that that I was going to spank you. I said it jokingly. I was like, and yeah. your pants came down so fucking fast. <laughs> There's like, swoop. <laughs> and the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah, but that should have been my first cue. That you liked me. Yeah, he still didn't get that, that I liked him. And like, Scooter probably had to like set us up because she was like, she was like, she's sending you butt pics every day. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they're so nice. And she, he was like, yeah, that's really sweet of her. <laughs> yeah, I can't help but laugh at that because... That is the that is the exact same thought patterns that I have. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, God help me. <laughs> I read a book this week written by Sylvester Stallone called Sly Moves, and it's I I really highly recommend it. It talks a, it's mainly of a, a, a book about fitness and nutrition, but he also talks about his specific experiences training for certain films and he's also just such a motivational writer um and how he he he's he says things like you're never too old you're never too big you're never too small don't let anybody tell you that you're anything that that, that you can't do things because you can't and you know he was born there was a forcep forcep accident when he was born which caused a paralysis on the left hand side of his face mm-hmm. and you know he talks you, you you can see it in all of his films and he was told over and over again you'll never make it as an actor you're you, it's just too odd it's too funny looking you just and when he was a, when he was young he was bullied quite a bit and he really went through a lot of struggles he slept in port authority for like three weeks because he had no money he did a softcore porn film uh i, I, I have <coughs> heard about money. that yeah. Yeah. And but he's really a smart person. One of one of the smartest things he did was when he wrote the screenplay for Rocky, he refused to he he's, he would not sell it to anyone who would not have him star in it. That was his thing. Mm. He he insisted that he star in the film that he wrote. And uh it was, you know, it changed his life. Uh, it, right. Uh, it turned everything around and had he not made, and he took less money for the screenplay and for that stipulation, smart move. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it reminds me to never give up on your dreams. You know, at 57, uh, I do believe I'm going to have, I I believe I'm going to have another, I'm going to go back to acting and that I'm not going to do, just the underground, non-paying stuff. I, I believe that I will have what's almost impossible, but uh, a career as an actor entering like mainstream stuff in in my in my sixties. And I was really glad to to read somebody who reaches out and specifically says, "In your fifties, in your he's seventy five, <coughs> somewhere around there." He just starred in a movie uh, called uh, Samaritan, which getting mixed reviews, but I thought it was great. And and uh, uh, you know he's doing things that that a lot of twenty year olds can't do in life or on screen. And 
you know, I, I just think he's great. So, Sly Moves, I recommend the book. And right. I recommend that nobody give up on their dreams, no matter what they think their obstacles are, or no matter what other people tell them. Yeah, that's something I always always uh, have in the back of my head. Like, I I realize I've I've missed out on uh, quite a bit uh, in the past, but it's never too late to make moves and uh, and to <laughs> still want the things that you're looking for. Absolutely, like, I still I'm still working on uh, a lot of things that uh, that I want, and I me mean, just gotta want it. You have to believe that you want it too. So, and I mean, you guys have seen some of the things that have been happening. I've been uh, I've been um, producing music, and it's starting to get out there. It's going, yeah. it's going really well. Yeah, Calvin. And so, just uh, just keeping the momentum going, and yep, ignore ignoring the voices saying you can't yeah. do it, you can't do it, you can't do it, because I hear I hear that one all the time. Yeah, so all day, every day. Um, oh, yeah, so <laughs> learning learning to ignore that voice and just understanding that voice is just plain wrong. And moving forward, in spite, of, in spite of that voice, you know. Yeah, you have to reality check with your voices and be like, where, hey, where are you getting that from? Shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's hard, though, when you've been told that over and over and over. Um, yeah. But it's amazing. I, you know, every day I'm like, I am doing so much more with my life than I ever expected and surrounded by so many more good people, so much love and so much openness than I ever 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 expected it's wild what 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 dreams do you still hold on to lucas um i would like to to be i i just recently decided between like um law school and drama therapy and i decided on drama therapy which you know um is you know i think my mom is a little bit afraid of that because, she, you know, it, it, they they cut all of the drama teachers and that's what I originally went to school for and she doesn't want them to see them, like, cut the drama therapists as well. But I don't think... I can see why it would be cut, but, like, I also don't think therapists are going away anytime soon in this, like, current climate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, education was more of a risky field. It shouldn't be, but, like, education is more of a risky field than um, therapy at this point. Um, and I think there is like, you know, there's not a lot of spots to be a drama therapist. Um, but I still, I still believe I could be one of the, one of the people who achieves it. It's a, it's a niche you can definitely carve for yourself. Yeah. And it's like, it's done incredible work in my life. The, um, the drama therapists in my life have like really, um, They've all come from the same program. There's only one program in New York at NYU that um, I could go to, um, and but the, everybody who's made a difference in my life has come from that program. So. Me too. Drama therapy has saved my life. I'm not even being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna play even. one of my brothers. Uh, it was just his birthday. It was just his birthday. One of my brothers. Is it the weird plas- the plastic dick song? Detachable. Detachable. Oh shit. <laughs>
as Take Me Home from the album Happy Hour, which uh, featured his biggest hit, uh, Detachable Penis. That was sweet of you to play your brother's music. <coughs> well, it was his, it was it was his, his birthday, birthday yesterday, yeah. and he's right, right now, uh, you know, watching Mom as we speak, Yeah, allowing me to be here without worry. And uh, and wow, some amazing guitar work in that song. Mm. Yes, I was digging that guitar. Yes, Dave Rick, uh, Chris Zephos, and I. I'm blanking on. I think the drummer's name was Roger Murdoch. I remember when I when uh, my brother was opening up for his band, um, like uh, the people at the some of my customers at the um, pumps. We're like that's huge. That's huge. Like they, like everybody, like that whole generation, all knows your brother's band so so deeply. You know, I got a, a text from my friend. He's been on the on the show, uh, uh, Adam Smyer. Um, and he he said, you know what band really holds up? King Missile. Yeah, you think so. <laughs> I do. I think. I think that. I think that generation really like my generation. I think doesn't a lot of people know detachable penis, but they don't know like the band name. Maybe right. You know right. what I mean. Um, so so yeah, people that know, just know detachable penis just you know think it's a joke band. I don't think they think it's a joke band, but it's it's just sort of like um, or gimmicky. I think my generation seems to think it was like a one hit wonder, where I really don't think it was a one hit wonder. I think that they were more popular than that. I think they had like a, like basically almost the generation like above me, like my brother's generation. Like they, when I told them the, those customers that like that Matthew was opening up for King Missile, they thought that was huge, like huge. Yeah, well, John and John moved up the ranks. You know, he he got uh, he got some his first his first. Uh, Interest was in the college radios, and they really liked his stuff because the lyrics are, are very intelligent and, and funny and stuff like that. And then uh, the song Jesus was way cool got the did got a lot of college airplay, which got uh, John likes to say Jesus got me signed to Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and on Atlantic they put out. A, least i think at least three albums on atlantic and when the label dropped him he continued to put stuff out uh on uh on different labels and he continues to put music out to this day yeah it's not it's not nearly as mainstream as it was during the i follow his poetry detachable penis yes he puts out poetry almost every day and like um Facebook. lots of it every day yeah i follow it it's very good hey we got to do a little business with the world okay Radio Free Brooklyn is sponsored in part by Peters Valley School of Craft. Peters Valley presents. Really? Yes. Cool. Do you know about Peters Valley? No. Tell us about it. It's in Sussex County, New Jersey. Fairgrounds is where they, um, where the craft fair is going to be on September twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Um, and you can buy handcrafted pieces from over one hundred exhibiting artists. Um. Ticket sales will support um, Peter Valley School of Craft, fostering creative thinking through fine art education programs and events. Um, and to do that, you go to tickets. Uh, to get the tickets, you go to petervalley.org. Petersvalley.org. Um, I don't know them. That's exciting, though. I, I would like to go to a craft I love school. craft fairs. Yeah, I love yeah. craft fairs. 
Do you want me to do more business? Yeah. You're kind of just staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax-deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you are an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you, Calvin, for um, explaining to me the .com and .org situation. Yeah. <laughs> We own, we own RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and .org, as well as RFB.NYC. So if, you, if, you, if anybody sees either one of those, they'll all go to the same place. They'll all go to the same place, yeah. yeah. That's smart because like, if somebody steals your .com or .org, then you have to like pay them to get it back. Right. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone or Android. Available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. And Lisa was telling us, oh, it's, it's, it doesn't really matter for our listeners, but Lisa would, was, was thinking of doing like um, another, like the monthly, the monthly events for the hosts. What, uh, another mixer? Yeah, starting it up. Doing yeah, starting, like, starting like more of a monthly meeting again. Yeah, that's what that is something that we're trying to figure out right now. The biggest issue is trying to find a uh, find a uh, a venue that we can use that we all can year use. round. Because the roof, because the roof, right. you Can't use all year round. Yeah, I would like to do that. I would like to have you know like some more social activities. Yep we we actually. <laughs> Francis um, is making a face. Francis is making a face. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we did tell tell Lisa we would come. Okay. I will let y'all know when the next mixer is. Yeah, uh, we're trying to figure that out right now. Yeah, we we will come. I'm I'm excited to. I'm gonna bring Francis. You're on the board of directors, right? Uh, I'm on the management team. You're on the management team. Mm-hmm. What is something you know uh, from being on the management team that most people wouldn't know about Radio Free Brooklyn? Uh, putting me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> um I, I don't know. I can come a, back to that. I can come back to that. Yeah. Let's uh let's come back to that. I gotta think about that one. <laughs> I would like to endorse the Doc Johnson um uh company that produce that makes sex toys. I would like to endorse them because of their inclusiveness. We got uh do you wanna talk about it? Which which piece was Doc Johnson? Tell me. Is that the the one? Is it the harness? The yeah, harness. that would fit just about any. It size would fit. Person. It would fit anybody. Ooh. Yeah, and Ooh. I think that that's really a big deal because, um, you know, a lot of a lot of like, like a lot of companies are just not inclusive. No, no, and so and it, it also fit me as being like a small on the smaller end as well. Like, so, like it's it's both. It, it's on both ends, you know, because like some people, some of them don't go small enough. Some of them don't lar- go large enough for some people. This one pretty much would go small enough and large enough for almost anyone. Like it was very, 
Yeah, it was very inclusive. It like, was really in, like inviting. So you just like cut off basically wherever you 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 fit it to yourself, and then you cut cut off the rest. Um, yeah, you leave oh. a, like you leave oh, like okay. a yeah, yeah. You, the, the yeah, straps. Cool. The straps really cool. when when it first went down, the straps were still went down about three feet. What's, to give you an idea of how inclusive it is. What's the name of that company that has the size inclusive dresses that are so cute? We uh, we should also say that while we're on there. You forget. Selkie, Selkie. So, okay, so there's this 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 brand that sells princess dresses, like true princess, dresses. true princess dresses. Like, so, like I know people who have been to like really? a ball and they like go, wear it wear it to like an actual mm-hmm. ball. You know what I mean? Like like an actual ball. You but could they, wear it to, I believe but they have up to they like have up to like six X. So like um that's like you know like usually for like cocktail dresses you really cannot find like um they they're, they're not size inclusive at all. Um, and so that's a really big deal. So, and they're, they also do not like for the white dress, like usually a white dress in the same brand is going to be like six times as much. And the white dress is still only like the same price range as all the other dresses. So it's a very affordable wedding dress. Too. Yeah. And they're not, they're not charging up for the, for the larger sizes. We are not getting any discounts or any kind of no, we're not. anything for mentioning this about these companies. No, we're just, we do not we're just drooling if, over yeah, the stress. We, we do not know if they <laughs> even want to be associated with us or our They show. might not. They, they might, might not. They might be like, oh, damn. This is not on brand. This is another not on thing, brand. <laughs> another thing that, that uh, mm. Doc Johnson is doing is that they have, uh, they have teamed up with a, a shoe company. And a lot of the, you know, sometimes when there's a lot of like su- sex toys, sometimes they don't come out right. And instead of destroying them or, or throwing them out, them or, or they're being made into shoes. That's, That's a great, great idea. idea. That's a great idea. Ooh. Yeah, because a sex toy really has to come out perfect or it's not going to, you know, work. Or you can sell it to lesbians. Shit, oh, yeah. they sell to lesbians. Shit, they sell to lesbians. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, defective sex toys are being recycled into fashionable shoes. Uh, a little streetwear label has partnered with the giant in the, in the adult toy industry to create a shoe derived in part from unused defective sex toys. And that is a streetwear label Rose in Good Faith and company Doc Johnson have partnered. So, hey, again, check them out. I'll check Put it out. Put some dildos like on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, if they're comfortable, why the hell not? <laughs> I got some dildos on my feet. <laughs> Extra spring in my step. <laughs> I would like to wear used dildos on my feet. No, I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe I just, not. I just wanted to say that for... Didn't we, it sounded sound like a good thing to say. <laughs> it sounded like a good thing to say, and then immediately after I said it, I was like, it doesn't sound like a good thing to say anymore. <laughs> yeah, like my hormone joke. Like my terrible hormone joke last week. <laughs> what did you say again? I forget. Oh, God, oh I'm not. I'm not. Don't, don't tell, no, it, hell don't tell no. it again. No, it, it came out, and I was like, I wish I'd... And I even put, I even put a big laugh emphasis on it, and immediately knew it was like one of the worst jokes I'd ever written in my head. One of the worst ever. Yeah, don't say it again. I, I won't. <laughs> I won't. And we, we don't have a laugh track on this show. So, so if so no one laughs, no, just no one laughs. no one laugh. And like, I, you, you can usually get a laugh out of me. So like, you, like it was like crickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I have a random uh, piece of Radio Free Brooklyn trivia. Does anyone here happen to know the very first song that was ever played on Radio Free Brooklyn? Nope. No. 
the very first song that was ever played on Radio Free Brooklyn is is called Radio Free Brooklyn. It's a song by uh, Peter Miser. That was the very first song ever played on Radio Free Brooklyn. It was played right when the right when the uh, the uh, station first went on air. That's amazing. He, he had... made it. He made it for. Nope. Uh, it was. Oh, it was a song from uh, 2002. Oh, then that's where but, they got the name. Um, I it may be it may actually be where they uh where they got the name from. I know Tom and Rob had gone through like uh, a whole list of names, and yeah. then one day Tom was like, "You know what? Let's see if if RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, the domain is available." He saw that it was available, and that's how Radio Free Brooklyn and he came to be. Immediately started like dot com dot org. That did he steal them all? Um, I think I think it started. I believe it started with dot com, but uh, when we became a a a nonprofit, that's when we picked up dot org. Okay, I've owned Faceboy dot com for ever. I I let Team Tiny go, and I'm really hoping that nobody steals it from me. I let Team Tiny go. I just well, don't say it on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know they might steal it. Somebody might steal it, but um, I, I think I've been to that website. No, I did go to that website. Remember, I, I, I it read, you did go to it. It read like a, like an acceptance letter. You remember the website, Francis? Yeah, it, 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 it seemed like it, 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 it was like it an, was it my was, acceptance like letter. Accepted speech at the Oscars. It was my acceptance I'd like speech thank, for getting blah, blah, blah. for for no longer being institutionalized. I'd like to thank. Remember, and please, I could never forget. I, inv- I invited you both <laughs> to my party. That I remember, I had a party for. And it was like the worst party ever for for stopping the institution. I bought like a thousand dollars worth of drugs. <laughs> I I didn't use any of them though because I had just been it's like I had just been like freed. So I was like I was like I think the real lesson is, is I can buy drugs for my friends and not use them. Um, and like that's not really the real lesson, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I have owned Faceboy.com for is for a long time, at least ten years. And uh, it's only been developed, it was only developed where you could go and see anything there once. And I think that lasted about a year. And and it was good when it was there. The, this show, the radio show would... would, would I think that would, was when you had Face Boys Follies and when I was, you had like a really good year there where you were like really untouchable. I was, I was, had my shit together. You, you were really untouchable and I was like, and I really believed you had like your shit together, so together. I was like, I was like telling my wife, I was like, no. I can never ever speak to Faceboy. I go in waves. I go in waves. My, no, my, whole, my whole life, it's, it's like I go in waves where, where I'll have my shit like super together for a few years, and then not. <laughs> you're in a good wave. But right then now. the next, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a good wave right now. You're, you're I'm, on I'm a good waving wave. up again, again. You're waving up, yeah. But, um, you know, I think you could bring back Faceboy Swallies. I've thought about it, you know, but I don't know if there's a, if there are venues that will allow me to do what I do, which is allowing my my fucking completely freaky performers to do anything they want to do. I mean, we had people in that show, uh, like fully naked. Yeah, I, I know and, that. You know. Gary's show, like, he got in trouble at Lucky 13 because they, like, you know, this girl was, like, fucking a pumpkin. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, fucking a gourd or something. Mm-hmm. I did you know? see that. And you saw it. Yeah, we, we, we showed it to you. And, um, and, <laughs> and, 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 like, Melody was in the audience, the owner of the bar, like, freaking out. You know what I mean? Like, mm. she was, like, 
why is this girl talking about pumpkin? It also just seems so uncomfortable. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned for the girl's pussy. Like, there, but I once bought this, like, really spiky. Oh, my God. This really spiky, like, Virgin Mary. And I, like, come home to Francis. And he ended up stealing it from me so that I wouldn't do this. I didn't steal it. No, but he, just... he was like, why doesn't that live here? Like, I was like, I was like. Exactly. I was like, I was like, babe, I bought this really, like, spiky thing. It's going to go in my pussy on stage. And he was like, yeah, babe, like, you can't even fit a dick inside your pussy. I was like, what? And he was like, you can't even fit a dick inside your pussy. And I was like, well, Bean, Bean, Beans, Bean put a Statue of Liberty up her vagina. And he was like, yeah, but Bean, like, has, like, different skills different- than you do. <laughs> 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 and so he stole, he didn't steal it, but he said, like, I think the, I think the Virgin Mary should live here. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the absolute freakiest shit that <laughs> has been seen on New York's stages happened in Face Boys Follies. And uh, uh, we had we there there was a live stream at the time that we did not have on because we, you know, we like the bar the, had a live stream. There was a live stream on the on the on the stage at Bowery Poetry Club, and we cut that shit out for my yeah, show. Yeah, they couldn't. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, they cut it out for my show because oh, gotcha. you know we we. We knew we were taking chances. You did Facebook's Follies at Bowery Poetry Club? That's where it mostly was, yeah. Where did you see it? I forget. Maybe it was Bowery Poetry Club. Yeah, it floated around a a few different venues, and uh, I ran out of places where they would let me do this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, in Bowery Poetry Club, no more. No, it's Dwayne Park now. Dwayne Park is not going to let you do shit. And I started negotiations to uh to to continue it there to with bring dwayne it park? back there with dwayne park yes and um it's a very different venue now yeah they they said uh um it's like it's like upscale dining that if if there's so much as someone who graffitis in the bathroom during my show i'm financially responsible for that fuck that yeah it's so dirty oh let's play let's like uh charge the artist who can't afford it yeah yeah, and and you know, I any space that I am in charge of, the stage, the backstage, absolutely. something like that, absolutely. is always left exactly or better than how absolutely. I found but it. You're not, I have no control well, over what happens in gonna, a bathroom. You're gonna fucking have a right. guard in the bathroom. That's that's their venue. They they don't take responsibility for any part of the show. Yeah, no, I think that's just to put a responsibility on the artist. That's like you know, like that's very wrong. That's very wrong. I mean, I've I do hear I do hear Dwayne Park pays well, but they like they they're just like want like a very classic, you know. They they don't want like the art of burlesque. Really, they just want like a very these very classic routines. No, they do not want what we did. They no, they did not. No, no, no. They didn't want like me and Francis met in like a neo burlesque thing, which is almost extinct at this point. You know, like they're now it's all all like girls doing like classic act and a classic act is like an act where you have like a certain like style of song a certain style of dance very you know like it's it's doing like paying homage to like the old school showgirls but it's not at all like um bringing in like a point to your act or something like that yeah fortunately uh cheyenne picardo who is the writer and director of of Remedy, the film that you saw that yes. I was in. Yeah. She, uh, she's also a professional... Uh, uh, Neo-burlesque? Cinematographer. Oh. She, Sorry, I got confused. She filmed every single Follies. 
She filmed oh, it. So we have a professional, almost every single one, but I think every single one. And I also have professional nice. photographers who took tons and tons so of you pictures. Could, you could still so restart it, could, it because it, you could easily get bring that stuff to a, to a new venue. No, what I'm thinking is there is some time in the future where if I have the time and inclination or if someone else does, do a documentary about it? where the, the footage and the photos could be edited into something where I can present so that so that other people who missed this can actually see what we did. Should also as it. opposed to I trying to bring back something no, that I couldn't I, do. I think you could redo it again. I think you could do it again. The only way I could do it would be uh, if I, it, it couldn't be in a bar setting anymore. They won't take those chances. It would yeah. have to be me renting a theater. Uh-huh. Yeah, it might have to be because, like, um, you, I think there are some bars that will take those chances. Like, what about like the Delancey, who has like not really had anything going on since Jess died, but like was a very big part of like the scene. They might t- take us back. The Delancey allowed us a lot of leniency. That's the Delancey is where we used that's to stick shit, shit up our vaginas. Like mm-hmm. that, that's where I that the Delancey was, was the like. The thought I had in my head when I was like dreaming of like sticking the statue or the Virgin Mary at my pussy, <laughs> you know, and the Delancey like has not really like flourished in the burlesque scene since just died. And I think that they would de- very much like, you know, and I don't think Sue would mind. You you could you can reach out and ask Sue, but Sue's really the last person who did anything good there. And Sue, Sue doesn't even live in the city anymore. Sue yeah. loves you, too. Sue likes you. Thank you. That's always nice to hear. And and there were there were a lot of things that were done on on my show that were effects that weren't that you, that weren't what you thought they were. Like Paige Flash did an effect where it looked like she was taking a dump on someone, but it was you know it was peanut butter, chocolate, yeah. stuff, things like that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, Delancey might be a really good option for you because they the Delancey gives zero fucks about like like we used to just do whatever we wanted there. Um. There was a guy. Sorry but one time, go ahead. one time we we got like left in charge. Me and runner, me me and um scooter pie, and we dropped. It was mostly scooter pie, but it might have been me too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take no blame. Um, we like <laughs> we we like dropped all the shots, the free shots. But like they were all like, like, like they left us in charge. Me, the Sue left me and scooter pie in charge, and like. It went terribly wrong. Like <laughs> <laughs> Scooter Pie was also in 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 Face Boys Follies, yeah. And she did an act where she she fisted herself uh, to the song "I've Got One Hand in My Pocket." It's brilliant. Yes. Scooter These is performers brilliant. Are, these Scooter performers is brilliant. were all brilliant. The I'm acts that they really did that. were funny and naughty and, and one hand in my pocket and spitting yourself. That's no, I think I think great. I That's think a great. lot of like Scooter's doming was like really like about her humor. Like she was a pro dom, but like I think a lot of it was like she used her humor to do that. Um I maybe I should go into doming. No, I don't think I can be like a therapist and a dom. Same thing. I mean, that's no, what I, I know, was going to say. I know, I know. <laughs> it's, I basically, know, it's the experience exactly. of being a dom. It's basically like I want to do the same thing. <laughs> it's funny that like those are the two things I want to do. I'm like, I'll either dom you or I'll give you therapy. It's actually <laughs> it's like therapy with like even more Rachel's, Rachel's Rachel's therapist is like a pro dom. 
Oh my god, she hey, probably Courtney does not want to be. <laughs> 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 she probably does not okay with that. No, she she like she dom me when I nobody really doms me because like I I told her though she because she used to be my therapist and I told her, listen, I'm a dom and she was like, oh I know, and I was like, okay, so then why the fuck are you trying to dom me, bitch? Really felt that way, but like you know. Well, in the early days, you wanted me to dom you. No, but this and was this did. was once I was already doming you. Hey, folks, Courtney Love, <laughs> Courtney Love just walked into the studio. Her show is up next, The Circuit, The Circuit with Courtney Love. What an intro. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry to associate you and your wonderful music show with, with our... With our fucking... With our self-fisting <laughs> self and fake pooing. Man, one minute left. I can't believe it. Not fair. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me as always. Let's hear, let's hear a little bit of this. My heart is a flower. Oh, Another no. one from my brother. Oh, okay, okay. That's good. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to go in a different direction. I don't know all this stuff. Um, 